Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And good morning, happy Monday to you. Welcome into the program. A new day, a new week. Hope your weekend was a good one. I had to relax and rest up and I just was not feeling great. Saturday. So didn't come in and do spooky South Coast because in case anything was wrong, I didn't want to get the spooky crew sick, but turned out to be okay. I think I was just worn down, running around a lot last week. So, and of course we had a very busy Friday on the program and across all the programs here on WBSM. And we'll pick up a lot of that discussion again today, but I want to start off with... (laughs) A weird observation that I'm hoping some of you will uh, understand and commiserate with. Uh, I don't know anything about the sound that went off. I was asleep and I did not wake up. Actually, I don't know. I don't know that I was asleep because I woke up. What did Phil say it happened? About quarter of six? I woke up at about 540. Now, I'm not going to hear it. But still, uh, I wasn't up. At the time that it was going off. So I wasn't on Facebook and the neighborhood watch group or seeing any of the posts that people were having about it. Um, but I did. I, I usually wake up about that time. And, you know, I need to need to use the bathroom and get a drink of water. And there's a medication that I have to take like an hour before I can eat or do anything else. So I usually pop that if I wake up that early. But I didn't open up Facebook to see what anybody was talking about. But. I ran down, well, I was coming down here, and you get to, what's it, 240, Route 240, and you have to, you know, there's a couple of stoplights there, and usually I end up stuck at each one. And the car next to me, now I'm used to the smell of marijuana emitting from cars now. I mean, I was used to it before, but it's, it just seems more prevalent these days. And so I'm used to that smell. And I don't know if this was some form of that or what, but the smell that was coming from the car next to me, and I, I kind of peeked into the car, didn't look like anybody doing anything in the car that would cause this, but the smell that was coming from the car, I can only relate it to, and it was a childhood flashback that almost made me like not pay attention when the light turned green. To, do you remember when they used to give you the recorders to play in class? 
those like plastic flute type things. And he would play like hot cross buns. Mary had a little lamb, three blind mice. I don't think I ever got anything more complicated than, than that. But they would have you play this recorder. And I remember that they sent home a paper for your parents to pay for you to have a recorder. Something like $10, I think. Which, I don't know how much an actual real like musical recorder costs, but you can buy them in the dollar store now. They're not the same quality as what we were using in music class, but still. So 10 bucks to get one of these things. And they came in like this plastic pouch, this plastic sleeve, and you were supposed to bring it home and practice. I could only practice for so long before the people living in my house would tell me to stop. But there were also kids that their parents didn't pay for them to have one, but yet they still had to take part in the lessons, so they would have to use school recorders, which... Gross. But if you remember those recorders, every once in a while you had to like take them apart and rinse them out. And you would smell the inside of the recorder and it had this very distinctive smell. And that's what was emitting from this car. I said, is there like seven kids in the backseat of this car having a recorder concert? Because that's what it stunk like. And it's a very specific smell. If you know the smell, you know what I'm talking about. I don't think anything else is similar to that. But every once in a while, you get one of those. Every once in a while, you get one of those smells that throws you back somewhere. So this was definitely one of those situations. So I thought I would just ask the question. I mean, we do have a lot to discuss today, but I thought I would ask the question. What is a unique smell that throws you back to a specific memory? That was certainly one for me, and I'm sure there's others that I can think of as we go along. But I'm just going to throw that out there amidst the other discussions that we will be having today. Later on in the program, in the 11 o'clock hour, we'll be joined by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light as we will be turning on the light and talking about some of the things that have been going on in the city. We will definitely be talking about what happened in last week's city council meeting. I think that I read some of the comments people had on social media over the course of the weekend, especially when it came to some of the things that we were talking about here on WBSM. And some folks thought that we were getting too wrapped up in the fact that a counselor berated or used a derogatory term toward our reporter. And I, I, I don't want to dwell on that. But I do expect there to be an apology for that, not the comment that was given to Barry Richard from Ward 4 Counselor Derek Baptiste. And I'm only going to comment on this now because I didn't know prior to Barry coming into the studio Friday what it was that Counselor Baptiste said to Barry in response where he said his response to calling our reporter little guy was to tell Barry the sky is blue. 
So you're you're justifying it by saying, well, I call him little guy because he is a little guy. That, that doesn't seem like a fair thing to, to, to refer to somebody as. Especially when you could have said if you had a particular issue. Because the quote that he gave was, if you're going to quote me, don't misquote me. And then he paused for a moment and said, little guy. I don't have it queued up, but I know Marcus played it on Friday again. And it's it's in the, the South Coast and I podcast right at the beginning of the first hour of Friday night where Marcus and Chris talked with counselors Ryan Pereira and Shane Burgo about that and many other things. But if that was the case, if if you were trying to point out that for some reason you thought that Adam Bass misquoted you, and I don't know how that happened because I don't, I don't know what meetings you've been at that he's been at. You could have said, if you're going to quote me, don't misquote me, reporters, or WBSM reporter. So I I just think that that's, I, like I said, I don't want to dwell on it, but I just think that that's something that is uncalled for. If 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 we had referred in, in, in one of our articles or even on the air, to a counselor by some kind of nickname, you know, we would have been accused of all kinds of disrespect. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning. How are you? I think it's funny because Barry, just last week, was in an uproar about that thing that happened uh, during the Super Bowl where Terry Bradshaw called the coach back. Mm-hmm. And... and and Barry said specifically that because the guy who he was calling fat was fat, that he shouldn't he shouldn't get upset about it. So it, it, this kind of is like the same thing. Barry is a, a, a little guy. He got called a little guy, and now he's all upset about it. But last week he was defending the right for the guy to basically make fun of. Him. Not that I agree with that. I just wanted I just wanted right. to and, and it out there. Just to clarify, it was our reporter that he called little guy Adam Bass. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, I mean, uh, your point, your point is still taken. I mean, I didn't, I I heard Barry having that conversation and I was like, listen, just in my head, I'm thinking to myself, like, why can't people understand why people get upset when they're referred to as something like that? Even if Andy Reid wasn't upset about it, which he kind of looked a little bit upset about it to me. I mean, exactly. here I, you are on the you're on the I, biggest I, stage in the world and for football, and this guy is going to you know make fat jokes about you. And no matter yeah. what your relationship is, that's not the place to do it. But I you know, and we're going to talk about it with the the Sean Oliver thing. Is people say, oh well, people got to toughen up and got to get a thicker skin. No, they don't. No, they don't. He was disrespected on the uh, on TV after doing a great thing, and it sounds like this reporter was disrespected also. But yeah, see, I thought it was Barry that was taking the, the you know, he was the one who was getting mad about it. But well, I, yeah, I, he I was he was upset about it, but he was upset about it on on behalf of Adam Bass. I got you. I got you. All right, have a good day. Sorry for the mistake. No, no problem at all. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Yeah, that was just so. Yeah, Barry was um, he was heated by what happened, and rightly so. But it was it was our reporter who it happened to. And Adam Bass, you know, he gets all the credit for taking the high road on it. Um, You know, he tweeted out about it, which is how we found out about it ahead of the video being released on Friday. But it wasn't, 
you know, it was he he didn't tear into Derek Baptiste for doing it. He just said, you know, refers to me as little guy. But that's where we're at with what's going on in a city council meeting. Where apparently, you know, the 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 gates were let loose to decide to dump all over the mayor and to dump all over the media. And Councillor Baptiste's kind of rambling point in his comments was somehow that the media is in the pocket of Mayor Mitchell. And you can, I, I can't speak for other media outlets, but I have a pretty good idea. I can tell you that the New Bedford Light has written things that Mayor Mitchell has not liked. He's talked about it on the program. They wrote the piece about the, the lead pipes. And he was very upset about that because it's a program that they are working to relegate and they're, to, they're, they're trying to fix it. And he pointed out to me on the air how the city is still well within the guidelines of where it needs to be for the lead numbers in the drinking water. So he felt like it was an unnecessary attack on the city when everything is okay and that they are following the guidelines that they're supposed to be following. Now, I'm not going to argue whether or not New Bedford Light should have written that article, but I can tell you that the mayor just didn't like the fact that they did. If New Bedford Light was in the pocket of the mayor, that story would have never appeared. Um, I, I can tell you that they weren't Pleased with a story Kate wrote about trees, the number of trees planted in the city. If we were in the pocket of the mayor, that story wouldn't have gotten published. Amongst other stories, remember remember when for months we talked about the wood that was supposed to go for the Ernestina? The mayor was not happy with that story. But we still reported it. We're no, Nobody here is in the pocket of the mayor. I get accused of not not challenging the mayor enough when he comes on. That's not what he's coming on every week for. He's not coming on to get into a battle with me. He's not coming on for me to challenge the things that he's saying. He's coming on to talk about the work that's going on for the city. It's your chance to hear from him. And if I get into an argument with the mayor about it, I'm not letting you get information or getting his take on things. Or getting the opportunity to call in and ask him a question. That's not my style. And if you've been listening to me, I've been on the air for a year now. It's never been my style to fight with people. I will challenge something if I hear something. I'm like, oh, hold on. Wait a minute. But it's never been my style. And I'm not new to this, by the way. I'm not new to this at all. I've been doing interviews with people who need to be challenged for 17 years. And beyond that, if you want to count my time as a journalist, but I'm talking just as a talk show host. Because there's some pretty wacky stuff that guests have said on Spooky South Coast over the years. And then I went and hosted the Midnight in the Desert program. The Art Art Bell's last show. I was the guest host, and then I became the permanent host. And I was doing that show for four hours a night, five nights a week. Talking to people who said things that were outlandish and needed to be challenged. But 
I don't need to do it in a confrontational way. You get a better answer out of somebody if you say to them, well, hold on, I'm not really sure I, I understand what you're saying there. Kind of explain that a little bit more as opposed to saying, like, that just sounds crazy. So because that's my style, you think that what, that I just let the mayor come in here and only talk about the things they want to talk about? No, we we discuss things that make him uncomfortable. But I try to do it in a respectful way because I don't want to lose the segment because I know it's important to you as the listener. The same with City Council President Linda Morad. On Friday, I was furious about what happened in that meeting. But I have a job to do, and that's to allow her to come on and get information out to you, the citizens, and you, the listeners. Did I want to tear into her and say, what the hell happened? Why would you allow that to happen? But unlike, I guess, certain city councilors, I can have decorum when there needs to be. I mean, I wasn't going to pull a... Who was it? Toucher and Rich, that when they had Rick Patino on, they, they promoted that he was coming on for days, and then when he come on... They're like, all right, let's welcome Louisville coach Rick Patino. You ruined the Celtics. And then they hung up on him. Like, like they thought that that was funny. I think that's sophomoric and stupid and an abuse of your position to be able to book a guest like that and then treat them that way. Even though that Rick Patino did ruin the Celtics, and I've never forgiven him for it. <laughs> anyway, 508-996-0500. Uh, and we'll talk about some things that I think today there will be people that will call in and say, oh, it's the big deal. It is a big deal. Not having the proper decorum in a council meeting is a big deal. Seems to be a pattern that is developing. And then we'll talk about the Sean Oliver situation because we didn't get to cover it much on Friday. Well, what's the big deal? He post, So he posted a few things that might offend some people. People need to get over it. No, they don't. They don't have to get over it. People who are living in Ward 3, who are the portions of the community that are affected by those posts... They don't have to get over it. And if they want to be vocal about it, they can be vocal about it. That's the, that's the great thing about elections, right? You can stand out and you can support the person that you want and you can crap all over the person that you don't want. But that doesn't mean that you don't discuss it. Is it political? Was it politically motivated? The timing of the release and all that stuff? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that it's wrong. The posts were there. And when given the opportunity to apologize for the post, Sean Oliver chose not to. He chose not to apologize for offending anybody. He chose not to apologize if he posted those without thinking and just hit the share button or whatever. He didn't apologize for any of it. His response was instead, well, we must be doing something right if this is what they got to do to attack us. Well, no. You did something wrong to begin with by posting those things. And you did something really wrong by running for office without going through your social media and cleaning it up. Kids, 
If any kids are listening, and by kids I mean you know younger people that have more technological savvy than the older people, a great business for you to start. It's not going to be your full-time job. Maybe, maybe it could turn into it, but certainly something worth doing. Become a social media consultant whose job it is that when somebody is running for office or entering the job market or uh, is, is looking to gain more attention for themselves one way or another, you do a forensic audit of their social media and tell them to take down things that shouldn't be there because it happens all the time. If you, if you had taken that down, Sean Oliver, when you announced your candidacy, I don't think anybody ever would have found it. Although with the nature of his job, there might have been some people who were already keeping an eye on what he was posting to begin with. But, you know, in general, I think candidates could save themselves a lot of trouble by just going through their social media and, uh, and removing a few posts ahead of time. They're from two, three years ago. Nobody's reading them again unless they're trying to find them to use them against you. Anyway, 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. 1420 WB. Or you can hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app if you want to do that. And uh, that's really easy to do. You just download the app, open it up, and then when you get into the middle row of buttons, you'll see one that says App Chat. Click on that, and that will allow you to text us right here in the studio. And sometimes we'll text you back. Sometimes we'll talk about it on the air. Sometimes we'll just ignore it, depending on what you're saying. Uh, but that's the way to do it. And uh, also, you can send us audio. You can send us video. You can send us news tips. You can send us photos. All kinds of great things you can do through the app. In addition to getting all of our uh, written content that we put on the website, you can get it right there through the app, including breaking news alerts. You can also get live traffic and weather. I know the weather is going to be something people will be keeping an eye on for the next 24 hours or so. And, and then also, you can get our podcasts. So you can either stream the audio right there or you can listen to it later on, however it works for you. And it's all brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. So check it out. If you haven't gotten it already, download the WBSM app and you can send an app chat messages like JJ in Fairhaven, who said another trail train derailment in North Carolina. Yeah, this um, this was reported yesterday. Uh, from my understanding, though, it wasn't a, a full derailment. They have to report it as a derailment, but it was one set of wheels that came off the track. And the uh, the freight car never tipped or anything. There was no danger to the public, no hazmat situation. It was just some wheels came off the track, which I think is something that actually probably happens fairly often. Uh, I don't know you know, how often. I don't have any uh, statistics on that. But my guess would be that it's, it's probably not uncommon for that to happen, especially, you know, with some of the turns and twists of the track come up and if they come at it a little bit too too quickly that might cause some of that um i don't know that that necessarily makes people feel better but uh at least like this situation was nothing like uh what's going on in east palestine but it is something worth 
you know, keeping an eye on how many of these continue to happen and if there needs to be a change in some of the safety standards for those trains. But at least, you know, this one did not turn out uh, as bad as the previous one. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. So, I, as I said, we will be talking more about the what's been going on with the city council, uh, the news that came out last week about the Sean Oliver posts. Those will be something that we'll certainly be discussing with Jack Spillane coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. But we didn't really get too much into it with you on Friday, at least on this program. I know uh, it was picked up on, on other discussions. But to me... This is something that it's kind of should be, first of all, it should be candidate 101. If you are going to run, if you are going to add people to your personal Facebook page, which I wouldn't do. I mean, granted, I'm, I'm appreciative as a member of the media when candidates do add me to their personal Facebook because it helps certainly with reaching out for comment and trying to get get you to come on the show or what have you. So I'm, I'm appreciative of that. And plus, you know, not everybody's going to win. And I'd like to stay in touch with the people who don't win to see, you know, what else they're doing and things of that nature. But it's also you take a risk with that in adding people into your world who don't know you prior to you being a candidate. So they don't know who you were as a person. They don't know really anything about you. And in a way, that's kind of how we learn. Those of us who are going to comment on people who are running for office, we learn a little bit learn a little bit about you by looking at your social media. Now, you should never assume that somebody is the sum total of the things that they post on social media. But it gives you a little bit of insight into their world. In fact, when people send me a friend request... Because I do get quite a few of them because of the paranormal stuff. So I'll get a lot of requests from people who I've never heard of that are in the paranormal world that want to come on. Uh, won't want to um, join up with me, network with me. Because maybe they want to be a guest on Spooky South Coast or they want to network for help with investigations or whatever it might be. And not to... You know, I'm not bragging here, but I'm close to the limit of Facebook friends that they allow you to have on your personal page. And it's just because I've been on it for so long and there's so many people in the paranormal world that I've added, people in the radio world, people that I know personally. So there's a lot of, you know, and I have to go through every once in a while and say, okay, that well, that person passed away. That person left Facebook and I'll go through and I'll clean those out. I think Facebook just did us a favor and, and did a massive clean out in the last week or so. Of people because I noticed that my number of quote unquote friends went down and I noticed some other numbers had gone down. So I think that they removed some accounts that weren't real or were inactive. But I keep an eye on that because I don't want to go over the limit. And also I'm trying to curate my feed to, to the kind of things that I want to see. And during the last couple of years, it's been a lot of political memes and all, and I'm trying to get away from all that stuff. You know, unless they're really funny, the funny ones I like. But I'm trying to get away from a lot of that. So I will look at somebody's post and say, uh, you know, all they're doing every day is posting about Dementia Joe 
Trump 2024, like, eh, you're not posting enough about the stuff that I care about to make it worth connecting. You can follow my paranormal page. And that's, you know, that's my right as somebody who, who wants to do that. But I'm also not assuming that just based on the things that they're posting and sharing, that that's who they are as a person. I'm just saying that's the kind of stuff that I don't want to see when I open up my Facebook feed. And they're going to show you new people that you've added more frequently. So I just don't want to see that. Doesn't mean that I don't like you. Doesn't mean that I'm assuming anything about you as a person. Just means that I don't want to see it on my feed. And I think that there's a need to kind of do that and to, to go through and see what it is that somebody might be posting. Let's take a phone call here. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. I agree with you. You don't know who these people are. So in order to get to know them, one of the best ways is to, um, if you can get them in the public spot, ask them uh, current questions, um, you know, particularly. Uh, what what do you think about uh, the open meeting law since you're going for the council? Mm -hmm. I just want to be one question. Perhaps another one is, uh, are you in agreement with the mayor concerning these pay raises and taking a revisit on a $50,000 pay raise? And uh, where do you see yourself in four years? I think those are three decent questions. Sure. And I think, I, I mean, there's certainly, you know, in discussing things uh, with New Bedford Light and being on South Coast tonight, I think the candidates have answered those kind of questions. And I think that we, we ha you know, if you had asked me Thursday, and I, in fact, I said this on the radio Thursday morning after the debate Wednesday night on South Coast tonight, I said, I think either candidate would do a good job for War 3. And I still think that that's the case. I just think that there are some concerning things about these posts that Sean Oliver has made that he hasn't addressed. It bothers me more that he hasn't addressed it than the fact well, that he actually posted point. it. If you don't address it, it doesn't exist, right? There's no problem until you admit there's a problem. Then you start the first step towards recovery or whatever. And I would also suggest to these people who are running, a smile a little bit. This isn't uh, this isn't the end of the world. I mean, you're running for a positive reason. I would assume. Uh, as somebody who doesn't like to smile, I would never I would never force somebody else to do so. <laughs> I have a crooked mouth, though. That's why I don't smile. Yeah, you know, I, I have a, I have a crooked government. <laughs> well, uh, that's not a reason to smile either, I guess. No, but sometimes you got to get a retainer or a reliner. And I don't know if that my insurance covers fraud and everything else. But the thing is, is with these, uh, if these people are really uh, considerate and everything, they won't do what the Republican Party did and drop off the map like Deal and everyone else did after the election. It was pack your bags and move along and hustle. The show must go on somewhere else. But I, I think that you got really good people. And you just got to get it back and forth with them on current events. And I think that says a lot about who they are at. You don't have to ask them what the favorite color is. Uh, do you like brown shoes, black shoes? Or, uh, do you believe in hip-hop? Uh, yeah, no, well, let's get right to the nitty-gritty. Uh, do, you, do you think the administration needs a small uh, rug and not sweep so much stuff under the rug? I mean, I... I, I kind of want to know what their favorite color is. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't care about that stuff either. Yeah, I do too, really. But the thing is, is that you know what I want and what the city needs is two different things. All right. Well, thank you for the call. You have a good day. And uh, if you want to call in and chime in, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I mean, so when when obviously this is a special election in Ward Three in New Bedford, so it doesn't get as much media play as. Um, state level and national level elections or even you know citywide council seats so i think that there hasn't been an overkill of media with these candidates but you see that that does happen 
when you get into a long election season and you're getting toward the end of it, you know, you get those those human interest pieces. You get those uh, question and answer things where it's like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? And, like, they just want to put out this fact sheet about the candidates. And I always look at those and kind of shake my head and say, what does any of that have to do with the job that they're going to do? You know, you're just looking for something different to be able to put out there about the candidates. And I think that there's enough to talk about without having to get into their, their personalities in that regard. You know, I want to know how they're going to handle themselves as a counselor and how they're going to handle themselves in meetings. And I, I understand why there are concerns about these things that Sean Oliver posted on his Facebook page. I believe, if my geography is correct, Laplace, which is the only LGBTQ plus bar in the area, is in Ward 3. So he is the counselor that will represent that business and the people who are invested in that business. Both the people that work there and run it and own it and the, the people who go there and, and visit it and patronize it. So when they see these posts, they've got to think, well, here's a guy that's probably not going to help us out with anything. You know, what happens to us if if something happens and we need our counselor's help? Is he going to give us that attention? And maybe he will. Maybe, maybe his personal feelings on people who decide to be transgender... I mean, obviously, his personal feelings based on his posts or what he shared make you think that he is against that kind of lifestyle. But maybe he says to himself, but I'm the elected to represent all the people of Ward 3, should he win, so I can't let my personal feelings get in the way. But you have to understand why the people who saw those posts and took offense to that are questioning whether or not that would be the case. And that's why I think Friday was way too easy for people to call in and be dismissive of it. As I said, some of them, I didn't see the need for as much outrage as there was. Things like the post about, if you want a higher salary, learn a skill. And I get it. I I get what people are saying when they criticize that. I get that they're saying that not everybody has equal access to opportunity. I get all that. I don't think that was in... Sean Oliver's mind when he posted that. I think to him, that was probably more in response to, you know, wanting to increase minimum wage, and he might have been against increasing minimum wage or increasing it as much as they wanted to. And that was his feeling on the matter. And I don't begrudge him that feeling. I don't think that there is malicious intent in feeling that way. But when you see the things about transgender people, Teach kids to change gears, not genders. You know, the evolution of the female genitalia, which eventually, you know, through the through the depictions becomes a, a penis. Which you can see some of these in Kate's story at WBSM.com and on the app. Those are just outright offensive. They're not funny. And even if they were funny, you can't make jokes at other people's expense 
and then tell them they're being crybabies if they get upset about it. And I just don't understand that mentality. I don't understand the get a tougher skin mentality. I was somebody that was picked on throughout my childhood. I was somebody that was seen as less than throughout my childhood. And I had a tough skin. And I was able to get for the most part through my day to day without it bothering me. But it still bothered me. Now, I processed it better than some people. I didn't want to kill myself over it or kill other people over it. But not everybody feels the same way that I do. Not everybody can take it in stride the way that I do. But it still hurts. And even if somebody has a tougher skin, doesn't doesn't act like they're offended by it, doesn't mean it still doesn't hurt them. 508-996-0500. Got to take a break. New Bedford's News Talk Station. February, we only have a couple of days left. It is still Heart Health Month, and WBSM has teamed up with South Coast Health to help bring awareness to Heart Health Month. Throughout the course of this month, we've been keeping you informed when it comes to heart disease. You can learn some heart-healthy tips and find out how to support heart research, as well as finding out how you can make a difference at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app right now. Heart Health Month is brought to you by South Coast Health. More than medicine. The WBSM app is next hour. More with you at 508-996-0500. Or you can hit us up on app chat on the W. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.